morning, Alex. It is good to see you today uh, and hopefully next time in person. Uh, I have called you today in order to seal the uh, deal on the new charter for our good lady, uh, the Argo. Yes, good morning. Uh, great to speak to you, Alexandra, and I totally agree. Looking forward to uh, meeting in person again soon. Um, yes, I, I, I totally um, agree. We, we're very close, I think, to, 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 to seeing the deal on the Argo, on the new charter for her. Obviously, we're familiar with her. Uh, we've chartered her a number of times. Um, just one concern uh, we have uh, really revolves around the BIMCO uh, EXI clause, which I've uh, seen that uh, you would like incorporated into the Charter Party. And I'm just thinking this call today, hopefully we can uh, we can resolve those issues. OK, well, we worked before, as you know, we are uh, not uh, a very large uh, corporation. We're medium, we have 10 uh, parkers. But our company does closely follows uh, the work of the International Maritime Organization on green shipping as well as the EU initiatives. And we do support the respecting goals uh, and efforts to reduce uh, global fleets uh, annual greenhouses um, gas emissions. As you know, after 2019 and the introduction of the two new regulations, uh, those being the energy efficiency, existing ship index, the EXI, and the operational carbon intensity indicator, CII, we have been looking uh, into ways of best addressing the process of compliance with the new regulations, which will come into force on the 1st of January 2023. Um, so, um, before addressing your concerns, uh, on the BIMCO EXI, uh, I would like to uh, do mention uh, that we are up for a number of challenges relating uh, to uh, EXI. And as you know, um, each ship is given an attained EXI, which indicates the ship's estimated energy efficiency compared to a baseline, the so-called retained required EXI, which is again is linked to the uh, energy uh, efficiency design index. But if the attained EXI falls below the required EXI, then the ship must take uh, steps to comply. And that is the situation that uh, we are faced with uh, the Argo uh, that we do uh, need to carry certain um, uh, permanent modifications uh, and you know we will decided to uh, go along with the most common uh, procedure and method which is uh, uh, to be the engine power uh, limitation by resetting uh, the engine fuel index and limiting the shaft power by installation uh, of the shaft torque meter in combination again with an approved override function uh, functionality again uh, as defined uh, in uh, IMO guidelines. So as you can appreciate um, and in view of the time limit constraints and the length of the modifications potentially we need to plan carefully and decide depending on the commercial obligations of, uh, for, of the ship. But we need to agree on a timeline and also have certainty. And that's why we have put forward the incorporation of uh, uh, BIMCO EXI, uh, because uh, we do hope that you do agree that uh, has adopted a balanced approach. And above all, and most importantly uh, to us, it is, uh, has uh, provided us with uh, certainty. Uh, prior um, fixing.
Okay, I, I understand that, and I, and I appreciate we appreciate the, the position that owners are in. Uh, we've obviously been uh, following the developments with EXI and CII as well. Um, we, we deal with a number of owners, so this, this, we understand the position, um, and we can see why uh, you've proposed the BIMCO clause. Um, generally speaking, it is, I'd say, reasonably balanced. Um, we, as a charterer, it gives you certainty to a certain extent in that it gives you the right to take the vessel out of charter service to do the work and we have the certainty of knowing that you'll be paying for the work and, you'll be, and the vessel will be off hard while that happens. Um, that said, uh, we still have uh, a few concerns which I wanted to just go over really. Um, I suppose that they could be expressed as four concerns that I have, three of which relate to how the modifications are, are actually going to be done and the taking the vessel out of the service, and one that relates to the speed that the vessel has after the work. So I suppose grouping them like that, um, first of all, uh, we're a little concerned that we're only given three weeks notice uh, of the work under the clause. Uh, secondly, uh, we're concerned that the uh, owners only have to use reasonable endeavours to fit the modifications around the charter service. Reasonable endeavours, you know, legally, we consider not particularly strong. Uh, we would rather see something like best endeavours there, um, so that owners have to go a little bit further to try and uh, time the work so that um, charter service is interrupted. Uh, thirdly, uh, we would want to see a prohibition on, on, on the work only being done when the vessel is in ballast, because if she's laden, you know, there will be obvious issues with the, the cargo uh, deteriorating or, or, or cargo claims if, if the cargo is late. Uh, so those three relate to the, uh, the work being done. And finally, uh, fourthly, uh, we're a bit concerned that the, the clause gives owners sort of almost uh, quite a lot of leeway to just announce the new maximum speed of the vessel, which doesn't give us any say, and, and we're still paying higher uh, on, on the previously agreed rate for a vessel that, that, that might go uh, quite a bit slower. So um, th those are my concerns, um, and I just wondered uh, what your thoughts on those were. Hmm. First of all, thanks for being uh, open and air your concerns about uh, the clause. It is important uh, to have a, a good understanding before we uh, sell the, the deal. Uh, dealing with the first uh, concern that you mentioned for the period of uh, notice, um, I have to say from our experience that the three weeks notice has been tested and found to be sufficient for an owner who's running a tight ship as, as, as we know. Um, but um, if you are insisting, uh, then we can uh, and we are prepared to agree a four weeks in total uh, notice. Uh, now, turning to the second point, uh, an argument that uh, the reasonable endeavours uh, should uh, be best endeavours. Again, we fail to see the basis uh, of your argumentation. Uh, the threshold for the interpretation of, of the reasonable endeavours is uh, already high uh, and encompasses all reasonable uh, steps that could be taken uh, and encompasses uh, and which extends all also to uh, more than accumulation of sensible steps. Uh, we now have adequate experts' evidence uh, to assess those reasonable steps uh, that an owner should uh, take, 
and, and I have to say that in many cases to uh, our experience, uh, there is indeed uh, not much of discernible difference in practice. So whilst an obligation to use the best endeavours may entail doing things uh, which require extraordinary efforts, uh, which in this case we do not believe that it is uh, suitable uh, for the, the specific commercial contact. Um, I would therefore suggest, uh, and you know, I can really have to uh, push back on, on the particular uh, suggestion, uh, but on the other hand, well, what uh, we uh, could do is specifically mention in the contract the actual steps required. So everyone knows, you know, we know uh, the exact steps that uh, we need to uh, to do uh, by way of uh, modifications. Um, on the last uh, point, uh, you have mentioned that uh, you wouldn't like for the modifications uh, to be carried out while the ship is in a laden uh, condition, and I fully accept uh, your point. Uh, we don't see any problem. I don't see any problem. Um, but um, what we need, and I need to flag, is that we really need to work closely uh, and cooperate in order to uh, programize the modifications and avoid any slack periods uh, in, in between have uh, uh, specific and tight uh, timelines, uh, so I don't see a problem uh, with uh, with the third one. Uh, on the last one, I mean, I, I, it's interesting, but I would like to hear a bit more from uh, you as to what exactly is your thinking on the okay. speed. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, um, before we before we go to the speed one. Maybe if we just stick to the first three, just because they all kind of come together. Um, thank you for um, for offering four weeks' notice, and I think um, I think we can accept that. That's that's uh, good of you to to meet us halfway on that. Um, reasonable endeavours is is a bit of an issue for us, but um, if we're going to have uh, a prohibition, an express prohibition on doing the work when the vessel is laden, um, and you know, given that we're going to step spell out exactly the, the steps that need to be taken, I think. I think we can probably live with that, and um, I think um, if we if we have those two concessions, we can probably leave recent endeavours uh, uh, in there. Uh, I, I totally take the point that we do need to work together on this, and obviously it's not we, we understand you need this work done, but obviously you understand we we you know we're paying for a vessel we want to be able to use her. So um, I think we probably can 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 meet in the middle on on the first three uh, on the basis we've discussed, which is good of you. Um, the higher rate, I, the thinking I had was, you know, it, it, the, the vessel speed is going to be reduced, and, and I understand that, and that's the nature of this. Uh, that's why EXI is the way it is, because you know, the, the, the slower the vessel goes, there's an exponential gain uh, in in less emissions, and I and I, and I, I totally accept that. Um, I suppose what I was thinking was, you know, a tolerance would be allowed. So if at the end of you know, you you announce the new maximum speed after the work is done, and if that maximum speed is say I don't know, within two knots of her original maximum speed, then no change. But if the maximum speed starts dropping below that, so that you know it's sort of you know five knots slower, we would want some sort of uh, compensation in terms of the higher rate uh, being reduced. So let's say the first two knots of, of speed reduction are, are free, as it were, but then below that, per, for every knot that it goes down, there's a certain percentage of higher that, that comes off. Uh, and I say this on the basis that, you know, as, as drafted, 
the BIMCO clause gives a lot of leeway to owners to simply just announce what the new speed is. Uh, and that's and, and if it goes from sort of 15 knots to, to sort of 13 and a half knots, that's one thing. But if it goes from 15 knots to sort of five knots, that's that's a bit different. And I just want us to be uh, protected uh, so that we're not paying full rate for a vessel that's an awful lot slower. And that, that's my thinking. I hear you. I understand uh, from where you're coming from, but uh, potentially this will have quite a, an effect on, on the end high rate, daily higher rate. I do take the point that uh, we need to find uh, a way as to how best address a uh, situation in case there is the uh, knock on uh, effect in case of the new speed. But I will need to uh, take it with me and discuss it with the board of directors uh, because I don't have authority uh, to negotiate the last bit. Uh, but, you know, we have a fantastic report uh, and uh, just give me, um, I will say, three days and I will come back to you with uh, the suggestions. Uh, but if you could also put that in writing for um, uh, our consideration. Okay, no problem. Well, I, I think we've made quite a bit of progress. Uh, obviously, there's one one issue remains to be ironed out. I will send you a message setting out what we had in mind, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much for the time. Good to hear, hear you and to see you again, Alex. Thanks, Alexandra. See you later.